y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Sit Down, Be Humble. My name is Hannah Humble, and I'm the host of this podcast. If y'all are new here, well, welcome. I am so, so honored and so stoked that you guys are here listening to my chaotic voice and the things that I have to say, because I love to talk, and we're just going to talk about things. Um, If you're not new, welcome back. I love you. I say it every time, but I genuinely am just, like, honored that I have this platform where I can talk about things that maybe are conversations you don't typically get to talk about or hear about because my number one goal for this is to be completely real and vulnerable because I really think that vulnerability is something that this generation wants and craves and also just to have fun. I am someone who wants to live life to the fullest. I want to live, what's that one quote? It's so cringy, but like I use it all the time. It's like, I work to live, not live to work. Okay, sorry. That's literally, that makes no sense. But um, anywho, welcome. I'm so, so glad you guys are here. I know it's been a while. I know it has been a long time. If I'm being completely honest, I've been so busy and like the busyness made me so unmotivated to even make this. Because I think just the fact of having to take time out of my already busy schedule to make this and it's so bad and I've literally been praying so much I'm like Jesus please just give me like like strength and confidence to do this and he has like genuinely I've just been over like so overwhelmed it's been good I'll talk about my life update but um basically January and February have been probably the busiest I've been since college which is such a shocker because I told myself going into second semester that I was going to be so much like more free I would have so much more time to focus on my school and like being intentional in relationships and you know just bettering myself which I have I feel like I have but honestly like it's just been an overwhelmingly like busy thing and I was texting my mom about it last night um I just feel like so drained and thank you Jesus like Holy Spirit has given me so much more energy just today because I've been specifically praying about that like I am so sorry for the inconsistent schedule of of like posting a podcast because people notice when things aren't being posted and when I'm not being as active so that's going to change we're going to start being active and it's going to be so good because this year is a year of growing and being bold ha 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 peep the peep the title of this it's going to be really awesome but Yeah, so for those who don't know me, I'll talk a little bit about myself, but I'm not going to go super into detail because I feel like a lot of you guys probably already listen. I actually filmed this podcast on Valentine's Day, which is Wednesday, and I did it in the podcast room of my school, but I am going to be completely honest. I don't really know how to like work it. Like I know how to work it, but I'm not good at technology and getting it over to my computer. So we're just going to do it the way that I do it today because I just need to get this up and not be stressed. It's Sunday. I'm hoping this gets up on Sunday, but oh, Valentine's Day, guys. I love Valentine's Day. I have been single all 19 years of my life. So um, with that being said, you can still have so much fun on Valentine's Day. I loved walking around campus and seeing all these like men with flowers and like chocolate and teddy bears and roses and balloons like it was the most cutest thing ever and someone gave me a rose and that made my day so special oh and also played pickleball with my friends and then my friend Abby Westray came and surprised me and that was just like the sweetest thing ever and it made me feel so loved but I filmed on Valentine's Day that's where I was getting with that anywho for those who don't know me I am my name is Hannah I am 19 years old I go to Western Kentucky University which is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I know some people listen to this and they're not from Kentucky. Um, welcome. Kentucky's a great place. The weather's really bipolar, but come visit. There's nothing to do except to eat. Apparently we have like the most restaurants per capita, but you know, who cares about that? Actually I do because I love to eat, but beyond the point. Um, I'm a broadcasting student and I honestly went into it so blindly because of this podcast. I was like, I love to talk. I love to 
say what's on my mind and I love watching the news which is so random a lot of people are like I don't like the news which is fair the news can be very draining sometimes but honestly I love it I love politics I don't even uh, who knows maybe I'll be a politician one day just joking it probably won't but that would be kind of cool and shout out you if you love politics and shout out you if you don't love politics but I love talking about politics um whole different conversation but seriously I'll talk about it all day um, so I joined broadcasting and I'm obsessed with it. Everyone talks about how like you want to do something where you like love your major and I love my major. I love the people around it. I love learning how to do technology stuff because I've never been a technology person, but now like I'm kind of forced to be a technology person and it's honestly been so much fun because it's kind of a flex to be like, yeah, I know how to work a camera. Yeah, I can do camera stuff and blah, 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 even though I'm like probably very mediocre at it, but it's fun. And again, I love to talk and it's honestly a yapping major. Me and my friends, shout out Bradley, Micah, and Grant. I just I love them but we were talking and we're like broadcasting is such a yapping major because all of us love to talk but like literally my major is just to talk and I love it it's exactly what this podcast is and a lot of people in my major have podcasts which is super awesome um yeah I just love it so much so there's the life update I've been so busy my birthday was in February woo Groundhog's Day shout out Groundhog um I love birthdays. I love being celebrated. My friend Ivy's birthday is this week and I was so excited. It's just been so fun. But last podcast, I know I talked about something called Carry the Love that we had. And I just want to touch on that because that was so, so hype for me. And I know for so many other people because it really just fired up a lot of people, I think. So basically, these people from all the way from California, which is kind of crazy. I want to go to California, but I've ha- never had a reason to go to California. They came up and they're from a group called Circuit Riders. If you don't know them, look them up. They're pretty awesome. They're they're just like legends, honestly. Listen to their music. Their music is so, I don't, I'm trying to describe it. It's like pop. It's like the modern version of pop worship, but it's not like the cringy ones that you used to listen to in the early 2000s. It's like just fun. And I, I listen to them when I'm like going on a run or working out or something. So listen to them. But anywho, I had such high expectations for this event that we had. Um, basically the event was just to like, you know, for Gen Z people to hear Jesus from a different perspective from something that like, you know, maybe you don't hear from Bowling Green or the surrounding states and whatever, but they came down. It was so awesome. I had high expectations, but here's a reminder for someone God always exceeds those expectations. So if you're waiting for something and you have high expectations that God's going to follow through on them, keep like praying and hoping and dreaming for bigger things because that's what he's going to do. He always will. We had almost 300 people show up. Y'all, that's crazy. We were in a pretty decent sized room and we ran out of chairs. So there was like people trying to like move in chairs really fast. And it was like literally a fever dream. After they started playing the first worship song, I just like literally started bawling my eyes out. I'm like, this is so crazy. Like Holy Spirit's really cool. And there were so many people there that I'm just was obsessed to see. I was so hyped. I was so stoked. They walked in. I was like, you're freaking kidding me because this is crazy. And over like 40 people gave their lives to Jesus that night. And that makes me so happy because hashtag... Hashtag let's do it. Hashtag Kyle's face. If you guys go on TikTok, look at Veronica is cool. I think she's the funniest TikToker. And my, like, uh, myself, I'm going to say I am exactly like her. But that's not for me to judge because that's me bursting my own bubble. Ha ha ha. Anywho, moving on. I'm so passionate about this because Gen Z is literally probably the thing that I can talk about all day long. I'm such an advocate for our generation. People 
like older than us have always been like, you know, this is the generation where they're going to make things go to crap. This is a generation where they don't know what they're talking about. And they are going to, you know, make this world end. And honestly, I see where they're coming from, but that is so far from tr the truth because our generation is so anointed. I'm telling you now, I feel like the majority of people that listen to this podcast are a Gen Z, you know, and we're here. And something about Gen Z is that if we want it, we're going to get it. If we have something we're passionate about, we're not going to stop until it happens, which is why I'm just like, if people know they want a relationship with Jesus, then they're going to get a relationship with Jesus. And I know that if you're listening, you're probably craving that because every other person is. I'm telling you, we're wired to crave stuff like that. And it's really cool. You're actually not alone in wanting to have a relationship with Jesus, even though it's really scary, which is exactly what we're talking about today. I was, I was like thinking about, it. I'm like, I haven't made a podcast in a while. I want it to be something that people are going to relate to on like a personal level. And it's being bold, not only just being bold in your faith, but being bold in like having confidence in who you are and who you're called to be, um, being bold in your classes, being bold in your work environment. There are so many different aspects of being bold, but you have the power to do it. It just takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of confidence within yourself. So we're going to talk about being bold. I'm going to start with our faith just because it's a really, really scary thing, especially if you're first starting out as a believer. I always say like using the word Christian kind of cringes me out sometimes because we have such a bad connotation on, oh my gosh, this girl, this boy's a Christian. Like I don't want to talk to them because they're so judgmental whatever. I don't like, honestly, just call yourself a Jesus follower. I love Jesus. I like to have fun with Jesus. Hey. Um, but seriously though, we're going to talk about it because it's a hard thing. And I don't think people really dive into like the truth of how uncomfortable it can be to be bold in your faith. I'm telling you now that even me, like it's hard for me to be bold in my face sometimes because I think the fear of man and the fear of embarrassment and the fear of rejection, y'all, the fear of rejection is so real. Whether that be with like a boy or a girl or a relationship or friends or a work environment, like there are so many different ways of being rejected, which I think is a lot of the reason why we're so scared to be bold in the things we do. Also, my cat is literally snoring. Can you guys hear that? Okay, I don't know if you guys can hear that all the way from over here, but she is snoring so loud. She's like a human. Um, she's so cute. She's actually really obese and she has no claws. So poor thing. But we're going to dive into this because I'm just excited for it. Okay, so um, I asked something on my Instagram. So if you guys don't follow my podcast Instagram, it's called Sit Down Be Humble Pod. I ask a lot of questions on there, like Q&A type things to get for inspiration on like what to talk about on the podcast. And I use a lot of y'all's, um, you know, feedback on it because I think it's really important. So last week I asked, or maybe it was like two weeks ago, I asked a question and it was... Um, whether or not you hide your faith from certain people. And I thought that there was, I honestly was kind of surprised by the answer and the outcome of it because I thought there was going to be so many more people saying yes to this. So if you didn't say yes, shout out you. Um, but if you did say yes, that would be me. So the stats, it was 52% yes and 48% no. So more people did say yes to the fact that they do hide their faith around certain people. Um, and if we're being completely honest with ourselves, I think all of us probably do it a little bit unless you're just like the most confident and bold person. And if that's you, shout out you because I could never be just like confident to do it with every single person. Um, there's just a, I think there's a, a, 
a feeling of embarrassment sometimes when you're around certain people, especially when they're people where you think you have to impress to get them to like you, which is something that I've always struggled with when I was even from when I was like really little going to school, I can always remember being a people pleaser, not in every situation, but like I always wanted to be the person that makes people happy. I want to be the person that makes people, you know, go to them. I want people to go to me when they feel sad and I want people to laugh at my jokes. I want to be the person that's always making people happy and I don't ever want to be the person that's like, you know, oh my gosh, Hannah made me cry today. Like blah, blah, blah. Not that I would, but um, I always wanted to be that person. So people pleasing has always just been a thing that I've done without even thinking about it. And I've been more aware of it the past few years, especially within the past year of like not people pleasing. Cause I think that's where a lot of our fear of being bold comes from is people pleasing. So if you are struggling with people pleasing right now, know that you're not alone, but I also rebuke that spirit off of you because we're called to be lovers of people and you can love people without pleasing everything they're doing. Cause I think if we please everyone, we're not always pleasing the Lord, which is a hard thing to hear. It's a tough pill to swallow. But at the same time, I think it's something that we probably need to take into consideration. I mean, I do personally. So you don't have to people please because guess what? Not everyone's going to like you in life and that's okay. And that's a hard thing to, to hear when you are someone who always wants to make people happy. But I think that as Christians, as Jesus followers, we are meant to share the gospel over the feelings that are coming with it, which is hard because I'm someone who loves psychology. I love talking about therapy. If I, if I feel like if I wasn't a broadcasting major, I would definitely go into psychology so I can be a counselor or a therapist because I love talking to people about their feelings and feelings are so bad. Y'all have made podcasts about this, but also it's so hard to share the gospel boldly and share your faith, but that's what people need. People need to hear the truth about what you've gone. I think the, um, just the spirit of like testimonies and telling other people your personal story on how the Lord and how Jesus has changed your life. That's how other people are going to go to follow him. Because if you see, or if people who are not Christians, and also if this, if you're not a Christian, please know I love you and I'm so glad that you're here and please stay because I love to talk to you about this. But um, sometimes it's hard to look at people and they they seem like they have their life together and you're like, well, I can't be them because I am not them. Like their life is easy. Their parents are together. They've never gone through abuse. They don't have to worry about paying for college. They have good friends. Their family really cares for them. There's like, they've never experienced sexual assault. Like I have, like there are so many different ways you can look at people and be like, well, gosh, they, they live a good life and I don't. So no wonder they're following a God who cares for them more than the God who cares for me. Whoa, period. Um, I, cause I, I, listen, I know some of y'all are thinking that and that's so real because so many people view their life as not worthy enough to live a life with Jesus because their life is not perfect. Guess what? Your life is not supposed to be perfect. If you ever find someone who lives a perfect life, let me know. Cause I want to make a documentary on them because I don't think you're going to find one. Um, a lot of people, I mean, that's the same for me. A lot of people look at me and Hannah, like, Hannah, you just live such a perfect life. Like nothing bad goes wrong with your life, but that's just because that we live in a world of social media and my life looks like that on social media, but I'm here to tell you my life is far beyond that. My life is far too stressful to be perfect. It's far too 
broken to be perfect. I'm a broken person who live in a broken world. You're probably broken and that's okay because God wants you to be broken and go to him for your brokenness for, yep, that doesn't make any sense, but he wants to be your tape. All right. That was really cringy. I apologize for that one. Um, but I'm going to read off of some of the reasons. So I, after I asked the question, a little poll, I, um, asked people, you know, like if you feel comfortable, please share. And there were so many people that shared. And when I tell y'all the same answers came up, I'm not joking. So this is just proving to y'all that like, you are not alone in feeling this way. So one of the main ones I got was, um, I feel like they get tired of hearing me talk about the Lord. I want her to know him, but I don't want to force it. And then a lot of other people are like, we don't want to force it down their throats. I don't, I think there's a line. There's a fine line between telling Jesus or telling people about your experience with Jesus and telling him the truth and telling people the truth. And then like, also there's another side of people like, this is what, this is what it is. And if you don't believe it right now, you're going to hell. I don't think you should do it like that because what good is that going to give you? Jesus was a loving God. He always, he always shared the gospel in a loving way. I think that the, I think that the fear of embarrassment keeps people from doing that because you want to tell people about Jesus, but it's so hard because sometimes it's, people don't know how to react to it. And so it makes you feel embarrassed because the reaction that you're expecting is not the reaction that you're getting. And that's okay. Because I promise you, when you tell people about Jesus, they're thinking about it. They just may not know how to react to it because it's a big conversation. It's a big topic. And it can be really hard to just take in, especially for someone who's hearing a personal experience for the first time. I don't think that you're shoving it down their throat by talking about it though, because I'm not joking when I say every single person our age has thought about it or is thinking about it all the time. I'm telling you, if you're constantly thinking about it, you are not the only person doing it because we're wild. Like I talk about this all the time, but it's crazy that we're so wired for a relationship with the Lord. All the things that you're doing in college and trust me, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Like the things that you're filling the void. Yeah. They're going to make you happy. They're going to make you satisfied. And then like like in the moment, I'm telling you, these things are going to make you happy, but are you really being fulfilled by them? Definitely not. Like I was talking to someone about it the other day, like, and everything he said was like, I was talking to Wester about this, like everything that this guy said was to a T exactly what Jesus wants to offer you. Like you're having sex all the time. You're drinking all the time. You're looking for validation from girls and from boys and all this stuff. And it's a natural feeling. You know, we want, we crave that validation. I'm craving a validation from boys all the time. Um, but like those things that we're filling ourselves up with to make us feel satisfied in the moment are never going to fill the void that Jesus is going to do because we're made to have that relationship with him, that intimate and personal relationship with Jesus. So if you don't have a relationship with him, just try it out. I've never met someone who's regretted having a relationship with Jesus, but I have met so many people who've regretted not having a relationship with Jesus. Um, so there's that. I don't think you should shove it down people's throats, obviously, because I think that's going to make people like fear who the Lord is. I think God is supposed to be feared, but not in that way because he is such a gentle and loving being. And that's who he is to us. Um, it's scary to do it, but I think church has caused a lot of hurt to a lot of people. And the call, I got the call. If you guys have anything to do on Monday nights, show up. But they were talking about that. It's like, there's so much church hurt in our generation that people don't even like want to do it. Like when they hear the word church, they're like, I'm not going because they got hurt by the church, which is so real. 
because church hurt is there all the time, but I want to remind you that like church starts with a relationship. It's never a religion. God doesn't want you to, God doesn't want it to be a religious thing. It's a relationship with him. And if you don't have that, please just try it out. My relationship with the Lord grew like from zero to a hundred when I was by myself in my room, like summer of sixth grade. That's literally what I did. I knew that I was not happy. My parents were getting a divorce and I was just like honestly anxious and depressed and I didn't know what to do and I knew I was missing something just like a lot of y'all. Y'all know you're missing something and nothing else is making you happy. So just try it out. You don't have to, you don't have to go to church three times a week to have a relationship with Jesus. But if you need somewhere to go, please text me because I want to take you. Okay. Another thing it goes, okay. I go to a super liberal school and there are definitely some assumptions associated with it. There was a few people that talked about the school that you go to specifically. I think a lot of this is like places not from Bowling Green. Um, Share it with them anyways. You know, there are so many people that crave that intimate relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to leave it at that. But um, not that they wouldn't approve. They're very just not supportive of it. That is, I think... The fear of rejection. I'm telling you, the fear of rejection is a real thing. It's not only just fear of rejection. I think a lot of people our age have been rejected, whether that be from a relationship, whether that be from one of your parents or your family members or maybe a friend group, or maybe you feel you felt rejected from God because something didn't go the way that you expected it to. And that's a valid thought of why you wouldn't want to do that because you're scared that if you talk about these things, your friends now or your boyfriend or girlfriend now are going to think that you're weird. They're not going to agree with it. And then you're going to have to break up with them or you're going to have to drop them as your friend group, which sucks. That is a sucky situation to be in because who wants to be dropped by their friends? Not me. I don't know anyone who just wants to be dropped by their friends. But also, I've talked about this in multiple podcasts before, but it's so real. Science, like literally science shows, not even like a biblical thing, like science shows that you are who you hang out with. So I think it's like, your top five people. So I want you guys, like, whatever you're doing, running, driving, listening on your phone, whatever, think about, like, the five people that you hang out with the most. Think about the things that you're influencing them by, the things that they're influencing you by, um, the things you talk about, the things you share, all these things. If you have those five people, ask yourself what they're giving to you and what are you pouring into them. You can't pour from an empty bucket, but also, like, the people around you are the people that you are going to be most alike. So if you want to be with someone who's fun, or if you want to be someone who's fun, you're probably going to hang out with fun people. Same thing with being funny. Same thing with having a relationship with Jesus. If you want to have a better relationship with Jesus, I would want, I would encourage you to take a look at the people you're hanging out with. And if they don't have a good relationship with Jesus, you can still be friends with them. But also you need to start surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded, which is why I think church is such a great place for a community. Um, But also, those aren't the people that you have to hang out with all the time. You know what I mean? And also, if your friends are craving the same thing, don't be embarrassed to bring up that in a conversation because I I guarantee you, your friends are thinking about the same exact thing. No, everyone's just too scared to bring it up. So bring it up and maybe you guys can just start growing a relationship with God together. Um, So yeah, there's, there's that one. Okay. Not nervous to be judged, but don't want them to feel like I'm shoving it down their throats. Okay. So I just, there's more like that. Oh, okay. This is a good one. It says, it's hard to remember that they're rejecting God, not me. That's a good reminder because I, I mean, it goes hand in hand with the fear of rejection, but it it is, there's a, there's a verse. What verse is it? I can't think of the verse. I feel like it's in 
Hebrews or Chronicles, or maybe I'm just making it up, but basically it talks about how we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and the spirits around us. I have always said that the supernatural world is so much more real than the natural world we live in, which is a crazy thought when you don't hear about the supernatural world. Most places don't talk about it, but I'm telling you, we live in a world full of angels and demons and principalities going against you, especially if you talk about the Lord, there's going to be things going against you and spirits going against you. And so if you're talking to someone and they are just constantly like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want you. I don't want you talking about it. And they're dissing who you are. They're not actually rejecting you. They're rejecting the spirit of God because the spirit of God, saying yes to God means you have to say no to other things. Wow. I'm going to say that again because that's also for me. Saying yes to Jesus means you have to say no to other things, which is really hard for someone, especially when you're in high school, you're in college, you just graduated college, you're around this age. You want to say yes to everything. I'm someone who wants to say yes to literally everything, but I have to remind myself, like, is this what I need? Is this what's really going to help me in the future? Especially, guys, I'm sure most of you guys know this about me. If not, you're learning something different. I have the world's worst FOMO. Like, I'm not joking you. I have the world's worst fear of missing out. So me saying no to something when I really want to do it is so difficult. And it's hard to say no to something that you really want to do and your flesh is being like, yeah, I do this. But again, ask yourself, is this going to fulfill me? Is this going to make me feel guilt and shame afterwards? Or is this going to uplift me and do something like that? So that's just something to think about. Okay, another reason, this one um, isn't like a reason why it's why people don't talk about it, but I thought it was a good point. It says, not necessarily that I hide it, but I'm definitely more likely to bring it up around certain people. I think that's so fair. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be way easier for me to talk about my, my, I don't know, what I'm going through on a Jesus perspective. I think it's going to be way easier to talk about it with people at a Bible study than it is people who are openly not a I'm not someone who wants to have a relationship with Jesus. I think that's like very a fair statement to say. Um, but also I think that we really, as a generation of passion, we need to work on, I mean, and I'm guilty of this too, but like if we all come together, I think we really do need to work on talking about it and making it more of a, not a serious conversation. Like it's serious, but like I want, like I wish that it was brought up more. What's the word I'm talking about? More like, general is not the word I'm talking about. Like, I just want it to be a general conversation because if you know that you can have such a fulfilled life with Jesus, then like, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, obviously you're going to start feeling conviction. And I was talking to Wester about this yesterday, but like feeling conviction is not a good feeling a lot of times because you know, like, oh my gosh, this is not going to feel good. But like, Jesus is literally protecting you. It's crazy because if you think about it from this perspective, it's a little bit different than thinking about it from the rule perspective. God doesn't have these rules. They're not even rules. They're just like guidelines that he doesn't have them in place so that you feel like you can't do anything. He has them so that we are protected. I mean, he wants us to be protected from the things of this world because he knows how the things of this world work. And I think nothing, like obviously things have changed in the way that they're being brought about in this day and age than it has whenever Jesus was around. But like we go through the same things. I'm sure all those people back then dealt with the fear of rejection and drinking. I mean, drinking has not been a new thing. Do I think you can drink? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like someone who's like, oh my, never touch alcohol because guess what? 
Jesus drank alcohol, but I think that if you're doing it for wrong reasons and you're doing it to get drunk and all this stuff, like that is not the way that God intended that to be used. Same with things like sex. Like, and I'm, this is not to call people out at all. I'm not trying to call people out. Um, because again, people have different convictions about things, but also God makes these, these guidelines so that we can be protected from hurt. I really, really do think that Jesus just wants us to be protected from the hurt that comes with this world. And I don't know, I just, I'm so passionate about that because Jesus is a good God and he wants us to, he wants us to love him and he wants us to know how much we're loved by him. I talk about change all the time, but change is something that we're constantly like going through. Like things are constantly changing, whether that be the people you're hanging out with, your classes, your, I don't know, your friend group. You feel like you don't even have friends. And if that, if that's you, I can talk about friendships all the time. There's gonna be so many more episodes about friendships because it's just such a big thing. Like we are made for community this week specifically. Um, there's been such like spiritual warfare and a attack of loneliness over me. Um, especially with friends, like I'm in a sorority shot at 80 pie. I love 80 pie so much. Um, but there is such an attack over the way I felt and the way I feel like I'm not fitting in. And it's like all these lies that Satan are telling you, they're so easy to believe. And the spirit of like feeling lonely is such a real thing. I know I've talked about this specifically in the single podcast. Um, hold on. My garage door is opening. Okay. I feel like you guys could probably hear that, but that's okay. We're just going to ignore that. Um, the spirit of loneliness is so real. And I talked about it in the singles podcast because I've been single for 19 years. Like I have never had a boyfriend. I've like never even been close to having a boyfriend and it can be really lonely. And it's the same way with guys. Some guys just crave that attention. Some girls just crave that attention. Maybe you're craving that attention um, because you had a bad relationship with your mom or your dad when you're younger. Maybe you're craving that stuff because you just feel so overlooked and you feel like you're not receiving the love that you're giving. Maybe you're feeling that because you just, you love people so hard and that's what you want to do, but you're not getting that and you feel so lonely. Guess what? You're never alone. Um, and I don't even know where I'm getting at this, but the spirit of loneliness is hard and change is hard and knowing your worth is hard. That's the thing that I've been working on is like, I posted something on my, on my girl's private story today and I'm just going to read what it said because it was something that I needed to hear myself. And so like, if I need to hear this, then someone else needs to hear it. It says, if you have to beg for attention, he's not for you, but that goes with friend groups that goes for guys that goes for girls. If you have, if you're constantly begging for attention, it's probably not of the Lord because the Lord wants you to feel seen. He wants you to feel loved. He wants you to feel like there's somewhere you can go and belong because you do belong. You are here for a purpose. You're here for a reason and you can be that reason for someone else. So don't let fear get in the way of being bold in ways that you know you're supposed to be bold. I really think that there's, um, there's something in, in like in each one of us where if we know we're supposed to do something, you feel that like beat in your chest and you're like, oh my gosh, like I know I'm going to do this. Like, but it's just the scary part of like, am I actually going to do this or am I just going to sit and then regret that after the fact that I did not do it? If that makes sense. Um, and that happens to me a lot. Sometimes God's like, Hannah, go and pray for this person, like, like in person. And sometimes I'm like, no. I don't want to do that. That's actually so embarrassing. Like they're going to make fun of me and they're going to look at me really weird. But then I'm just like, well, do I want to be obedient to what God is telling me to do in the moment and talk about who he is? Or 
am I just gonna let my feelings get in the way of that and then feel guilt and then feel shame and then feel embarrassed and then be mad that I didn't do that because you could have been the light in someone's day you know and I'm sure that if you needed someone to pray for you you would love for that to happen even if you don't know how to show it I just think that's I don't know I just think that's kind of cool but the Holy Spirit will put something in you So there's the conversation about boldness. I really did not know where I was going to go when I started talking about this topic, but I am so just grateful that the Holy Spirit always talks about boldness and puts boldness into other people because I really do think that we're a generation of boldness and learning to be confident in who we are. I talked about confidence before, but I'm going to bring this up every single day because this is is something that I tell myself and I have to tell myself in order to um, feel comfortable in some places walk into every single room as if the like as if God sent you there that's what I have to do I tell myself that I'm like I don't want to be here right now but um then I'm like Hannah what is that one thing that you always tell other people to do oh yeah be confident walk into the room as if Jesus sent you there and I promise you it makes things go a lot easier because we're only on this life for like a short amount of time like if you think about it it feels long but like we're only on this earth for a short period of time and people want to be loved. You want to be loved. I want to be loved. The person that you think doesn't want to be loved is craving that intimacy and that personal relationship with Jesus as well as the people around you. So be bold, be that person that goes up to people, even though you're scared. Um, that's my encourage for, that's my encouragement for this week. And it's going to be hard, but everyone who else who's listening to this is going to be trying to do the same thing as well as me. I'm going to be trying to step up in my boldness because I can be bolder than I am. So, um, there's your, there's your challenge for the week and I'm super stoked to hear about them. All right. So that's the end of this podcast episode. Thanks for letting me hear, or thanks for letting, thanks for hearing me talk about, um, boldness and ranting. I know I'm kind of chaotic. And if you guys don't know this, um, about me, you guys know that I'm a chaotic person, but again, like I said, our generation craves vulnerability. We crave conversations that, people want to talk about but are too scared to maybe bring up to their friends or you know have that certain conversation but I'm so stoked that you guys are here I don't I um I know I'm busy but if I don't know you I'd love to get to know you so reach out to me um I want to get coffee I want to talk I want to hear about you rant to things I want to listen about your relationship with Jesus and what the Lord has done in your life or if you want to talk about other things just let me know because I'm a talker again like I'm a yapper so I'm super st- stoked that you guys are here if you guys don't follow my instagram it's hannah Liz humble that's my personal account and then sit down be humble pod i ask random questions and post about podcast episodes coming out like two days ago i got my hair done shout out zoe i love getting my hair done but i asked a question it was about whether or not people like the smell of skunks i know it's so weird and i don't know why i like it i know lily likes it and my mom likes it like there's and there was a lot of people that said yes, which I was honestly super shocked by, but it smells so good. If I'm ever driving, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I love the skunk smell, but I don't like the smell of weed, so don't get that confused because it's two totally different things. But um, yeah, ask weird questions like that sometimes, but I'm so stoked and so honored that you guys are here. I want to be real. You guys belong. You guys are here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. You're made to be bold. You're made to do big things and you can do hard things. So there's that. I will see you guys next time, hopefully with a guest. And I'm just so honored.